Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to another exciting edition of Octoberama, brought to you by the Grave Plot Podcast, and that's us. Yeah? That's us. I mean, yeah. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And together we are the Grave Plot Podcast. It's not funny. It sounded funnier in my head. Okay. You seem really bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> I just want to get this shit over with. It's a great, great position to be in right now. <laughs> anyway, despite Taylor's overwhelming excitement, uh, this is the culmination of Octoberama for this year, guys. Um, and uh, every year we wrap up Octoberama with our very special uh, Halloween episode. I don't know why we call it a special. It's not. It's just an episode. What are you doing? Your dog is running circles around me. Well, stop playing with him and he'll stop. Stop playing with my wiener and he'll stop. There. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we do Halloween movies. I mean, yeah. We started doing a lot more theme episodes, so the, the whole Halloween episode kind of loses its luster a little bit. But that's beside the point. Uh, five long weeks of episodes is coming to an end. And uh, as you can see, if you're one of our patrons watching Halloween Pumpkin, that lets you know that it's Halloween, guys. We got our Halloween shirts on, too. We do? Um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're back from California. L.A. L.A. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never met one. It's all they fucking talk about. We did have tacos. We had so many tacos. We had tacos, tacos, tacos. Um, actually, I didn't have tacos. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you just had two burritos. It's like a taco. It's sort of like a rolled up taco. Sure. <laughs> uh, but we went to Trejo's Tacos twice. Two different ones. Yeah. <laughs> but we did have two lunches in one day just because... We happened to be at Trejo's Tacos. We wanted to get, we both wanted to get a T-shirt or something, and we ended up with T-shirts. But we went there looking just for something wearable. We didn't really plan to eat lunch, but we're like, you know what, we're here. <laughs> How long had it been? Like two hours since we'd eaten, something like that. <laughs> so so stupid. <laughs> and we still both ate all of it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Big fucking burritos, um, like. I don't think everybody has Taco del Mar, so I'll use something more nationally. It's like a, almost like a Chipotle burrito, almost that big. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but God damn it, they were good. They were very good. Uh, Would recommend. Yeah, I had, um, and then I ate it again in the airport. 
Um, but yeah, I had a, a fried chicken burrito. Uh, and it comes with pico de gallo and some kind of slaw, but I got it without. But it was still fucking delicious, and that's it's a big recommend from us. Yeah, I had that, and I also had the the steak tacos. Yeah, I had the steak burrito in the airport, which was pretty good. And that was only because they didn't have the fried chicken, which was weird. I wonder if they just... No. I was going to say, maybe they can't have a fryer in the airport, but there's like a Chick-fil-A, and they fry things. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so how's it been being home? Have you adjusted? Yep. Yeah. What you, what you been up to? In the past two days? Yep. Um, How long has it been <laughs> since I've seen you, Taylor? Not long enough. Okay. Um, that's that's what's wrong, guys. That's why Taylor's so sad, because he has to see me again. No, I don't know. I haven't done anything. Just work. Pretty much, yeah. That, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I don't, I don't know what time you got home, but I didn't get home until like 9.30-ish. It was about that, yeah. And then I had to I had to eat something, um, and then I can't remember if I passed out on the couch or if I just went to bed and it was out like a light. But then I kept waking up. I don't know if it's because I was just like I wasn't used to sleeping in my own bed or what, but I kept waking up, so I slept like shit that whole night. And I went to work and came home that night. Uh, uh, it was a Thursday night. I came home and just passed out like I was out on the couch for like hours. Um, anyway. Yeah. So we're getting back to normal life, but that trip was a whole lot of fun. It was. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't really talk about it much. We haven't posted any pictures yet, but, um, I mean, by the time this airs, maybe we'll have some up, but, um, you know, Thursday night we went out to universal studios or sorry. What, what night we get Thursday. Yeah, so we got there Thursday and immediately went out to Universal Studios. We kind of covered that in the last episode. Um, Friday, we did nothing. What? I mean, we, we killed time on Friday. We spent the whole day doing something. What, what we did we do? We went to Long Beach. That was Friday, right? No, because... So... Friday, Friday was our free day. We didn't have anything to do. Oh, we went and saw Halloween on Friday night. Yeah. Um... No, that was Saturday. Because we went after our, our like scary movies. What the fuck did we do on Friday? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Saturday we went to I like scary movies, and that was awesome. Um, we got a lot of pictures from that, so check those out on our website. Um, and then yeah, we went and saw Friday or Saturday or Halloween Saturday night um, behind the Myers house. Sunday. We went to, so we took a trip down to, we went to Huntington, and then we went to Queen Mary. Yeah, yeah, we went to Dark Harbor, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was really good, surprisingly. I I was not expecting it to be that good. Me neither, and you know, the reason we went is because I had brought it up because my wife and I saw it when before it had opened for the night when we were just touring the ship. And I'm like, that looks like it could be pretty fun. But I wasn't really expecting, you know, just a f- awesome fucking time. Yeah, I thought it would be like kind of chintzy and stuff, but they really put a lot of work into that. That's they do some some solid stuff there. Yeah. The only thing that sucked was that the drinks are really fucking expensive. Yep. Um and uh 
Oh, and like, you know, just like everything else, they try and nickel, di- nickel and dime you. You have to buy like an upgraded pass and you get to go sit in a cabana or whatever the hell it was called. Remember that? Yeah. We just wanted to sit down and think about what we were going to do next. And this girl comes up. She's like, can we see your wristbands? It's like, uh, yeah, here you go. It's like, okay, so this is for the VIP. I don't remember exactly what she said, but basically we were the lower class. Yeah. It was just like being on the Queen Mary. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, but that was, yeah, awesome. And then we went to Disneyland on Monday, the Magic Kingdom. And then on Tuesday, we went to uh, California Adventure for the Oogie Boogie Bash, which, I don't know, was that as awesome as you were hoping? Honestly, the best part of it is that everyone's in line for candy or meeting people so you can go ride all the rides. Yeah. Because we went in before it actually started. Uh, just two or three hours. Three. Three hours before. So we got some of the like the daytime experience, and then everything kind of started switching over. And the park did clear out a lot. Like, it wasn't as crowded as it was during the day. Um, but everybody's moving in fucking slow motion, which drove me insane. It's like, I'm just trying to get from one park, to one like, literally one end of the park to the... For, from one end of the park to the other to get on a ride before the fucking park closes. Get out of my way. <laughs> um, but that was pretty sweet. That was my first time there. You'd been there before. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I went last year. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, great trip. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, this is our Halloween episode, as I said. Um, oh, should I, should I thank some patrons? Yeah, probably. Yeah, since they're, they're watching. Um, let's see if I can do this from memory. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just can't remember names to save my life. But, yes, every month, uh, our grave diggers over on Patreon uh, help support the show financially. Um, by giving their hard-earned dollars to us res- irresponsible assholes, um, we uh, it doesn't doesn't cost us a lot to run the show, but it does come with its uh, financial obligations, such as paying for our hosting fees and our website and all that stuff. Um, and you know, we could pay it out of pocket, but we don't want to, and we don't have to, thanks <laughs> to the following people. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for supporting the show. That sounds really terrible on my... <laughs> Derb, chill out. Yeah, you. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, it means a lot, and it goes a long way to keeping us uh, doing this all the time. Forever and ever until we die. <laughs> Taylor, if anybody else wants to support the show, where can they go? They can go to Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Podcast. For as little as $1, we will give you exclusive content, such as video reviews that are six months old. I'm getting there. <laughs> hey, once once October's over, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be good. We'll get caught up. And we already did October, so we'll, we can hit the ground running with, with November, and yeah, 
There you go. You heard it. Uh, for one hundred dollars, I'll get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. So that's that's a thing. He'll he'll do it. I'll do it. Don't think I fucking won't. <laughs> oh, and we we don't we're not doing horror business this episode, but uh, we do want to mention that the Grill, Grave Plot Film Festival uh, is still taking submissions until tomorrow, right? We we'll be taking submissions until the end of November, but there will be a late fee if you uh, submit in right. in November. But the yeah the the official deadline is October thirty first. Yes. Um, and on, uh, on that subject, we are, or we are running our Indiegogo, uh, fundraiser right now to help support, um, the, the event, um, just to help us pay for the, the venue and such. Um, and this year you can buy your ticket through the Indiegogo campaign once the campaign's over and what's our end date? Uh, November 9th, I think. Okay. Um, you you can get the tickets at a at a discounted price through Indiegogo, but once that ends, it's going back up to the normal price. Um, so, buy yours today. Yeah, get that early bird discount and get like a T-shirt or something too. We got awesome art from uh, Z-Manzilla, local artist and rapper, uh, made a really cool poster for us. So, you can get a, a little mini poster or a T-shirt or all kinds of sweet stuff. All kinds of shit. <laughs> Um, okay. Indiegogo.com slash AT slash GPFF 2020. There it is. I don't want to say at, because then people think it's like the at symbol. But it's like Indiegogo.com slash at slash GPFF 2020. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So Halloween episode, guys. And as we do, we talk, we're going to talk about um, a couple Halloween themed episodes. Movies. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm still so out of it. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about uh, Haunt and Candy Corn, two brand new movies. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Josh Hasty's Candy Corn. And clay, heed this call. Rise and obey. Pass again through the mortal door. Come to thou and walk once more. What did you do? This town has created a witch hunt, and they are coming for the freaks. So? Let's give them what they came for. What the hell is going on? No one wants to be out after dark. Where the hell is he? 
All right, so Candy Corn uh, just came out from Dread, formerly known as Dread Central Presents. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, now you do. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Like I said, this is written and directed by Josh Hasty, who I believe is a first-time filmmaker. That makes sense. Um, yeah, in, in, independent movie. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, oh, he, he actually made the, or he produced the documentary on Rob Zombie's 31. Well, uh, yeah, and he was also miscellaneous crew. On 31. Coffee boy. Yeah. So this obviously takes place on Halloween, although technically it starts on the day before Halloween. Right. Uh, We are introduced to this crew of 'er ne'er-do-wells named uh, Steve, Mike, Bobby, and Carol. Steve. Steven. Uh, Steve is clearly the ringleader, but he doesn't come across as tough at all. No, he seems like a fucking dickhead. He reminds me of Bobby from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, Dana. Ashbrook. Thank you. Which was funny because they were in a restaurant called Cooper's. Hmm. But they're talking about, you know, this is, it's tradition. We do this every year. This year is not going to be any different. We're going to go play a prank on this one kid because he's got some kind of mental condition and we do it. We've been doing it since we were little. And even though we're all adults and should know better, we're still going to do it because we're tough and it, cool. Yeah. And uh, what's her face? Carol. Uh, she's like, guys, you know, we're adults now. Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. And fucking Mike is like, no, it's tradition. Tradition. It's like, dude, you are like 30 years old. I mean, the rest but of the year... still can't grow a good mustache. <laughs> Wait. No. Mike was the stash guy. Oh, shit. I got my name. Steve mixed. is Bobby. And Bobby is the hat. <laughs> Did that make any sense? Are you sure? I mean, according to, to IMDb and the movie that I watched this morning... <laughs> yes, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> Mike is the 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 sheriff's son, right? Yes. Okay, that's that's who I mean. Okay. Did I, did I not say Mike? I don't I don't know. I'm all turned around. One of us is turned around. We might both be turned around. Turn around. Every now and then I get But a you little... were saying <laughs> Taylor is not in the I don't movie. go all fucking day, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, Mike, um, dude seriously looked like he was 30 years old, but the rest of his friends looked like they were like early twenties. So it's just something's off kilter here. Yeah. And Bobby looked like he could have been like 17. Right. Yeah. So they're like, they're going to go find this kid and they're going to strip him down to his undies and make him march across the something. Whatever. I was going to say the quad, but that's not the quad. (laughs) (laughs) We're going streaking. Well, so they finally they you know tell Carol, don't be a bitch. We're going to do this whether you want us to or not. Whatever. And so yeah, they suck at Carol. So they go to settle their tab, and the greasy strangler's son is working the counter. I. It took me a minute to recognize him. Oh really? I recognized him immediately. Really? Because I recognized his voice, and I couldn't pinpoint why. 
And I think it was because it looked like he'd lost a good amount of weight. Yeah, it did. Um, and he had a beard. So I was just really thrown off. Um, but yeah. Sky Elabar. That dude. I thought it was in Greasy Strangler. You know, everybody was just really over the top and goofy and, you know, seemed like they were bad actors. This guy, I don't know if he was just doing that again or he's just actually a bad actor. <laughs> I think it's just the way he carries himself. Maybe. But he plays Gus and he's like, hey, guys, you know, let me in on the action. I want to know what's going on tonight. And so they're like, hey, give us the stuff that you owe us, which was never really. No, you never elaborated on but they're like, well, if you double the stuff and we don't pay anything and you drive, then you can come with us tonight. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to party with the young kids. So he's like, all right, I'm going to get to party with the young kids. <laughs> he's so jacked up to go fucking beat up this slow kid. Yeah. Like, cool, dude. <laughs> You're, what, 40 something? Yeah. But so, yeah, then we're introduced to Jacob, who is the, the kid in question. They don't really ever say what is wrong with him. He doesn't appear to have any kind of, like, deformity or anything. He's just slow. So, yeah, I guess he's just slow or maybe autistic or something, but they, they never really go into it. Yeah. But so he is riding his bike to his job at Dr. Death's uh, Sideshow Spook Tack... No, Sideshow... It's a spook show it's a, spectacular. It's a freak show. It, it's a traveling freak show haunted house kind of thing. Uh, Dr. Death is played by Poncho Moeller from 31 and uh, Three from Hell. Were you as taken aback by the fact that he didn't have an accent? A little bit, yeah. I could have sworn he did. <laughs> <laughs> because he had a very heavy accent in both Three from Hell and 31. Yeah. So... I mean, I've heard actors cover up accents before. I mean, well, I was I was reading about him. Apparently, he was born in in Chile, and then moved here when he was eight. So he likely doesn't have an accent, well, oh, okay. at least not much of one. Um, but he sure put on a convincing one. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, so he plays Doctor Death. He runs this whole sideshow thing. Um. But Jacob shows up, he's late, and Dr. Death says, you know, just so you know, I know I know you're late, but if, if you're going to go on the road with us, you got to get your shit together, because we're family now. And then later that night, the kids, the, the crew, and uh, and Gus, they show up, and they're just kind of, you know, flicking him shit, being assholes, and he starts fighting back. He pushes Mike in the back pushes him over and so they just get up and they just start pummeling him they just beat the living shit out of him and uh it's alluded to that they kill him i I don't think they put that big a beating on him personally but i mean he did get rocked pretty hard in the face that's true but yeah so apparently he he did yeah and so dr death decides he's gonna he he like sets him up in his trailer and he pulls out this box, this like tiny little crate, and he pulls out a candle and a book and a knife and a mask. Spoopy mask. Yeah. It's like this weird jack o' lantern with hair kind of thing. Yeah. Like I had a hard time deciding or 
figuring out if it was like a zombie or a jack lantern or like a combination of both or it's a zombie lantern. Mm, one of those, yes. Yeah, I've heard of those. He lights the candle, he reads an incantation out of this book. And we're led to believe that Jacob has come back to life. Quite. As a spirit of vengeance. Right. But not Ghost Rider. (laughs) No, not Ghost Rider. That would have been badass. Fast forward to the next day. uh, Sheriff Courtney Gaines is driving along. He's driving along. Horror fans would probably know Courtney Gaines best from uh, Children of the Corn. Uh, Children of the Corn and Candy Corn. Uh, he's type Coincidence? Ca- he's typecast. <laughs> corn movie. <laughs> uh, Always Sunny fans might know him as the guy who, <laughs> who came in Chainsaw's burrito. <laughs> Did you come in my burrito? I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's Courtney Gaines. Uh, God, what else was he? He was in something else fairly recently. No, I'm completely spacing on it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He plays the sheriff in this town of Hill Grove, and uh, it's it's a very small town. But he's you know he gets a call about some some lewd behavior, and he was it Jacob that he saw. Uh, sorry, where? When he's driving along and he sees somebody in the bushes that are naked and covered in blood. I don't remember that part. I must have. Yeah, and then he pulls over the car and gets out and starts chasing him. None of this is ringing a bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? There was like a five to ten minute part um, where my dog threw up. So I was busy with that. Yeah. And I neglected to pause it, so... All right. Well, he sees somebody. It looked like it might have been Jacob, naked, covered in blood, in the bushes. So he pulls over the car and he goes over, but he can't find anybody. Gets a buzz on his uh, on his walkie-talkie. Calling from a walkie-talkie. It's PJ Souls, being like, "You totally need to come back to the station." Being the lady from Twin Peaks. Peaks. (laughs) Can't remember her name. Diane? No, that's not right. No, different person. Uh, Lucy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of this felt very Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters felt very inspired by Twin Peaks. But yeah, PJ Souls from the original Halloween is the receptionist at the. That's not the right term. They don't call them receptionists at police <laughs> off stations. <laughs> um, Dispatcher. I mean, I she she's probably like in a small sheriff station. She probably wears a lot of hats. That's true. But yeah, she tells him, hey, you need to come back to the station right away. So he goes back to the station. There's Carol. She says, look, there was an incident at the freak show last night, and I think Jacob might have been murdered. And Courtney Gaines is like, all right, well, I'll go check it out. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mention that she was involved in this. No. Just that something happened, and now Jacob's dead. She did. She did say Mike was involved. That's right. But... Mike is the sheriff's daughter. So, son. I mean, maybe if he wants to be. Don't you misgender him (laughs) or her or them. Uh, They can be whatever they want to be. This is 2019. God damn it. Get with the times, Tony. Actually, this, I think this was like in the 80s or something. I was, you know, the, the time 
frame is very vague. Yeah. They never say, they never like specify a year. It does look kind of like 70s or 80s, but at the same time, it's also a small town, so it could just be that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it any more recent than the 90s, but like everybody drove like older cars. There were no cell phones. Uh, um, that's a good point. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it read very late 70s, early 80s to me. Yeah. Even the way people dressed. So, yeah. So Sheriff uh, Bamford is his name, or Bramford, sorry. He goes and he has an uh, interaction with Dr. Death. Dr. Death basically just says, hey, we we had nothing to do with it. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, and, fuck you, pig. Yeah, also, <laughs> fuck the police. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony Todd is just like sitting there with his eye patch, and he's just like, what did you do? Were you... Bothered by Tony Todd, not not so much that he fact that he was in this, but he didn't really do anything. So Tony Todd's character seems to know what Doctor Death did mm-hmm. with the whole like resurrecting, and he seems to know about it. Right, like there seems to be some kind of story there where like it's happened before, and so he understands the implications, and that doesn't play out at all. No, and I felt like that was a real wasted moment or idea yeah it's like why did you put why did you cast tony todd in this to do nothing yeah he just sat there and it was being tony todd you know yeah he seemed like he was a little underutilized oh well um yeah and then so the people who were involved they start getting killed off gus it gets his guts ripped out and like once they get murdered, they get candy corn shoved in the wounds. Are, are, are you gonna are you gonna spoil this? No. Okay. <laughs> they get candy corn. Like Gus gets candy corn shoved down his throat. Somebody else gets candy corn, just kind of like littered about. Mm-hmm. Because the name of the movie is Candy Corn. Yeah. And Jacob loves candy corn. Hella. Even in his undead state. Dude, that little, that fucking jack-o'-lantern that he had his candy in, that was awesome. Yeah. It was like, just like a, like a thrift store trick-or-treat pumpkin thing, but it was like, looked like it was out of like a Tim Burton movie or something. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dope. Fucking dope. Yeah, and then from there, it's like a pretty standard slasher fare. There's some pretty good kills. Um. And then, you know, the whole time you've got the sheriff hot on his trail. And he, he knows something's up with Dr. Death, but he can't really do anything about it because he doesn't have any proof. Right. So, yeah. Yep. What do so, you think? It was okay. I thought it was good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very standard slasher, but we've said on this show many times that the slasher genre is not one where you need to reinvent the wheel. And every time somebody tries to, people are like, not like that. (laughs) I did think there was a lot of unanswered questions though. That's, that's my biggest beef with it is it's, you know, like who is Dr. Death? How does he know all this like voodoo stuff? Mm -hmm. And, and like we were saying with Tony Todd, like there's clearly some kind of backstory where he knows what's going on and the implications of it. 
I would like to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, you know, you're saying uh Hasty, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this is his first film was not surprising to me at all. Like I this read very much as a first film. Um it was well produced for sure. I mean, it was shot nice or shot well. Um uh and the younger cast members were a little rough to watch on screen. I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh and it Especially really, Mike. Yeah. Mike was terrible. <laughs> and he was like the ringleader. So why the fuck? I don't know. He must like know somebody. Um, he doesn't like, even have a picture on IMDb. And his name is Jimothy. Yeah, that's a weird name. Um, but no, I mean, so it really lands on the shoulders of kind of these older, more seasoned actors um, to really carry this. Because the the younger cast is just not cutting it, but I mean that's that's not to say Courtney Gaines and you know Tony Todd in his limited role, and same with PJ Souls because she she didn't really have a lot of screen time either. Most of her screen time is just her nodding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. It would like cut to her and she would just be like, mm-hmm. yeah, just sitting there taking notes. Um, uh, Pedro Moller, he was pretty solid though I, I thought he did really well what did i say pedro sorry poncho Malaire. um uh yeah he was he was pretty solid i think he was probably the most uh entertaining character i guess yeah um i just want to know more about like how does he know all this stuff like yeah it's just like and at one point he says he like he'll never die and i'm like is that like real or is that just bravado yeah, like is he bluffing <laughs> You think I'm loving? You think I'm loving? Um. Uh, but no, I mean this. The story had a lot of plot holes. Um. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, there's a lot of stuff that's like, okay, well, what that's what's that about? It's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, either like give it to me or leave it out. Yeah, but don't don't tease it, and then had ha- never come to fruition on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, aside from the acting, a lot of the on-screen stuff was pretty good. I mean, pretty solid. Uh, the effects were good. Um, you know, the, the Jacob as a killer was kind of, um, generic, but, um, he looked pretty cool. What's the thing with the gun called? It's, I always, I always want to say Schrodinger's gun, but that's not right. It's something else. The thing with the gun. It's a th- it's mostly in plays, but they say if you show a gun in the first act, then it better go off by the third. I think that's a new thing to me. Oh, it's yeah, it's a phrase. It's like I said, it's mostly in theater, but it's you know, that I feel like that applies to what we were just saying about how if you're going to introduce something like the supernatural element or something, you have to explain that. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really. I mean, Jacob has clearly been brought back to life, so he's he's undead. Well, at one point he's like super tired or whatever, and Doctor Death is like he needs fresh blood. And it's like, well, where did this new bit of information come from? <laughs> yeah, like that's never explained. Why does he need fresh blood? Yep. Um, and he you know he's been out killing people, so. What's the problem here? Yeah, like why wasn't he getting fresh blood from them? Yeah, he's thing. You, it seems like he should be all powered up. Yeah, but 
Yeah. It moved along well. I didn't feel like there were any real lulls. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just my biggest beefs with it were just kind of the weak acting from the younger cast and um, the uh, the plot holes. Everything else was all right. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I enjoyed it. It's not, you know, anything earth-shattering, and it's not, you know, I don't think this is going to go in the upper echelon with the Freddies and the Jasons and the Michaels and the what-have-yous. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, for what it was, especially for being a first-time filmmaker, I, I thought it was it was pretty decent. I was really surprised to see how poor the reviews on IMDb are. I didn't even notice. It's three point seven overall. Ouch. <clears throat> but I mean, I could buy that. I'm I'm not too surprised. I think that's a little harsh, but. You know, people are assholes. What's funny is I bet, like, if you were to show people Halloween, the you know, the 1978 Halloween for the first time now, they would probably shit all over it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's, it's especially with the horror genre and the slasher genre even more specifically, people are like, oh, I don't know what this is. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anything else to add? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the look of Jacob was it's a it's a little messy, but I I still thought it was uh you know different enough from other things to make make it stand out. Yeah, I think yeah, he, maybe that was like a budget limit or or something. But I he definitely could have used a little more work. He still looked cool. But in general, yeah, he was a, he's a little rough. Yeah, and I mean, if if they want to make this into like a franchise or something, then it, we're gonna need to know more about Jacob and Doctor. Uh, yeah, Doctor Death. Mm-hmm. You can't just you know throw the beginning of the story out there and then not <clears throat> not explain to us what's going on, right? But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I doubt this will go into like my regular Halloween rotation, but it's probably something I'll check out every couple of years. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I mostly agree. Um, I don't know how often I'll return to this one, but I'm, I could see myself. See, so this you have to pay, you have to pay for this one. I mean, it's, it's a rental. You can't pick it up on Prime or Shutter or, or Netflix or anything like that. You ha- you have to pay to rent it, which is fine. I mean, it's a new movie, so it's, it's not a huge surprise. But um, I think that for me to watch this again, I would have to find it on one of those services that I already have because I I don't think I'd rent this again. Um, but. You know, like I said earlier, um, at least half the cast is doing a good job. Um, the story is a little soft in in, spo- in spots, but it's it, at least it's not bad enough to where it's super distracting. Um, it's got good gore, not not a lot of really good like effects, 
Mm-hmm. But it's got good gore, lots of blood. Yeah. Yeah, Neil, I appreciate that. Um, so I guess all things considered, I'll give it a, a five. I think. Okay. Right down the middle. <clears throat> All right, next up is the Shutter exclusive brought to us from the writers and writer and directors, writers and directors. No, just the writers <laughs> of a quiet place. But they wrote and directed it. Um this is Haunt. This cannot be ignored. Want to see my face? All right. So, like I said, this. I'm movie... gonna stop you real quick, though. You said Shutter exclusive. It's not exclusive. Well, it's not. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is available on like the other streaming networks. You'll just have to pay for it. Mmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it is free on Shutter, which you should already have because it's five dollars a month. Right. Get shuttered. I mean, what are you what are you fucking doing with your life? <laughs> um anyway, but this is written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And uh if you recognize those names, it's probably because you recognize them as the writers of A Quiet Place. Not the directors, of course, but um so I mean it, this movie's already got some clout behind it. Um clearly these guys know how to write a movie. Um but uh, so this is like I said, brand new, just came out. Um, Produced and, by uh, Eli Roth too. Whatever. <laughs> Eli Roth has uh, not impressed me in many years, so his name is just kind of whatever to me. Okay. I mean, seriously, how how long can you ride the coattails of movies that you made over a decade ago? Oh. I, I mean, seriously, like John Carpenter. What's what's his deal? When's the last time he made a good movie? Like 30 years ago? 40? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, people know who the fuck Eli Roth is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Halloween You're night. spending 15 minutes explaining who these two jabronis are when you could have just said produced by Eli Roth and people would have been like, I know who that is. I didn't say 15 End of minutes. conversation. I didn't do 15 minutes. You're lying. 
Uh, so, okay, this movie centers around mainly uh, Harper. Um, Harper. Harper. Who uh, lives with, is it just the one girl? Yeah. I don't know. that All those girls were there, and I didn't know who lived there. That's, I think that's what a, a female roommate apartment is like. They're all just kind of there. They just come and go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you live here? Not this month. <laughs> but it looks okay. So, yeah, Harper and her roommate Bailey, and they meet up with their friends Angela and Mallory, um, at their apartment. <laughs> uh, meet, meet up is a little disingenuous, but um, it's kind of ambiguous at first, but it's pretty easy to pick up on that Harper has apparently been in a. In a Abusive relationship because she's in her bedroom um, putting makeup over a black eye, which covered up really well. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> um, I mean, like a professional makeup artist could probably pull that off, but somebody just dabbing some foundation or concealer on their eyeball, or not eyeball, but eyelid, it doesn't work that way. But the one friend did notice that she had some swelling around the orbital socket. Yeah. Because her cousin is a nurse or something. Sure. Um, that's a, a running gag throughout the movie is that this girl has 47 cousins and they're all like hot shit doctors or something. <laughs> they all have some kind of, uh, trait that she has somehow gained. <laughs> uh, is this the one that was dressed as a nurse? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so Harper, she's just not feeling Halloween. Um, or this is Halloween night, by the way. Um, she's not feeling it, but all of her friends are it's like, let's just go out and party. Come on, let's go party. Let's go dance. We just want to dance the night away. Um, and Bailey's dressed as a cat. Duh. <laughs> um, and yeah, so all her friends are ready to go party. Um, and I think Harper is, or sorry, Bailey being her roommate and I assume probably best friend. Um, recognizes that her boyfriend, Sam, just needs to go away because he just threw a fucking pumpkin at their door. <laughs> and then he, like, threw a pumpkin at their door and waited in his truck about two houses down, and then as soon as uh, Bailey opens the door, that's when he drives away because apparently he's, like, 15 years old. <laughs> um... And she's like, come on, you need you need to end this and you know come out with us tonight. And so she sends this text telling Sam that it's over. Um, and they take off to this party. Um, they meet up with two to the guys. Club. Yeah. Um, they meet up with this, these two guys, Nathan and Evan. Um, Harper is kind of immediately drawn to Nathan because they're two white people. So of course. <laughs> Do you notice how white this movie was? No, but now you do. <laughs> there was there was a uh, Bailey who was like the token black girl, and there's everybody else was white. No, one of them was Asian. I can't remember her name. It was either Angela or Mallory. Yeah, I don't remember. Beside the problems, which the nurse one. Yeah, her that one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they uh, all go to the party, and she, yeah, she's she's talking with Nathan and um. They kind of all I don't I don't know how they all get like hooked up together, but they they leave the party together in, in Evan's van because he's a, like an Uber driver. 
Um, when Evan first showed up on screen, I thought he was going to be like a total asshole, mm-hmm. but he has, actually turned out to be like kind of funny. Yeah, he was, he was definitely the comic <clears throat> relief. Because he's just like, the first time you see him, he shows up and just like throws a drink on Harper and is like, this is bullshit. Yeah, doesn't even say sorry. Um, and then he's like, I'm the front half of a human centipede. And that's his costume because he has arms coming out of his side. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't think you know what a human centipede <laughs> is, man. I don't think you've seen the movie. Um, he kind of looked like Boo's costume in Monsters, Inc. When yeah. She's dressed as a monster. <laughs> um, so they are leaving the party and they're looking for a haunted house. There's apparently a bunch in the area and they are just trying to pick one. Um, they saw a flyer. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're driving along and driving along and they, they, Harper starts to think that Sam is following them. So he asks Evan to pull over and, uh, this car behind them just kind of disappears. Um, and then very conspicuously, very ominously, (laughs) um, this, it's like a, one of those traffic lights. They're the traffic signs that, you know, say it'd be a uh, lane ending ahead or zombies ahead or something like that. Impeach the bastard. Right. Um, you know, those, the classics, um, it, uh, suddenly flashes on behind them and says haunted house. And it's like, oh, well that's too perfect. We got to go to that. Did you notice that haunt was like brighter? I didn't catch that. It was like haunted house. Cause it's the name of the movie. It's like the name of the movie. Yeah. It's synergy. It's a tie-in. <laughs> um, so instead of being very um, uh, cautious and wondering what the odds are of that, they're just like, yeah, let's go in. Fuck <laughs> it. They're like, it's serendipitous. Yeah. It's meant to be. So they go in and um, they walk up to this building where there there are people waiting outside already, like in line, and this group of people gets let in by this man in a clown uh, outfit and like a blow-molded mask or like a vacuum-formed mask that you get at like Halloween, or like that you buy like part of a Halloween costume in like the 80s or earlier. Like Ben Cooper. Thank you. Yes, Ben Cooper. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> um, So he lets this group in and closes this roll-up door. Like, First he takes their cell phones. Right. And make some sign a waiver. Because mm-hmm. um, it's an extreme haunt. Right. And, you know, like, whether or not this is, uh, um, nece- like, necessary with a lot of these extreme haunts, a lot of them do it, I think, just to kind of, as part of the thrill. It's like, oh, my God, I'm setting my life away. <laughs> or just to cover their own asses. Well, sure. Um, I feel like a lot of these haunts are getting more and more extreme just to compete, I guess. Have you heard... Uh... McCamey Manor will not give you $20,000 if you can finish it. Yeah. And like nobody ever has. Yeah. So that's fun. Let's, well, I don't know why it's called a haunt because it's not a haunt. No, it's, 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 torture. it's torture. It's legal <laughs> torture. It's you signing up to let someone just abuse you physically and emotionally. Yeah. They'll like punch you in the head and like wrap duct tape around your face and, and rip out your hair. Mm hmm. Hold um, your head underwater. Mm hmm. Yeah, there have been like, you know, like hardcore military men that have gone in there and not been able to finish, which, you know, that sounds, I guess, tough, but a lot of them, maybe they have like PTSD, so they might be even more, t- more triggered. Yeah. 
Um, but there's one down in LA and I saw that Jessica Cameron went to it and actually finished. She didn't go into detail about what was in it, but she said that like you do get electrocuted. You get, there's like saliva involved. And it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Neither do I. I have zero interest in that. Yeah. Like I love haunts, but I love them cause I know they're safe. Yeah. Like I'm going to get startled. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, you know, maybe if I have a bad heart, then I might end up in the hospital, but it's not like pretty much a guarantee that I'm going to get punched in the face or kicked in the dick hole or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they are standing outside and, you know, there's about half of them want to, want to go in and the other half are just like, you know what, fuck, this is too creepy. And then they hear somebody scream inside and they're just like, okay, we're in. So they all sign their waivers. They all hand over their cell phones. They're given the key to their to this lockbox just so they can feel guaranteed that they'll get their cell phones back. And um, they go inside, and so I can't remember the exact sequence of rooms because this whole haunt is very um, labyrinthian or labyrinthian. Is that the word? Is that a word? I think so. Like David Bowie's there with his moose knuckle, singing dance, dance, magic dance. Yeah, that. You know how it goes. Juggling the balls in his hands. <laughs> um, like at first it's like super cheesy, and very like you know, junior high haunt kind of looking. Yeah, you know, there's like, like rubber skeletons popping out mm-hmm. and all kinds of cheesy stuff. But I think the first room they go in that's really spooky is with the with the, with the witch. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where they're. And we, I feel like we've seen this kind of scene before um, in uh, Hellfest. Yeah. Um, right? That's the one, right? That's the amusement park one. Yes. Okay. Where are they? Theme park. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> He's not watching. He's not a patron. You might listen. <laughs> um, yeah, but like this curtain opens and this witch with another of these Vancouver masks on. Vancouver? Ben Cooper <laughs> drags this girl in and she's like screaming, Oh, help me, help me, help me, please help me. And she takes this red hot poker out of this barrel and just like sears it into this girl's face. And then the curtain closes. And so this gang of assholes, instead of being like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should go. They're like, Oh, that's so cool. And that they was go, badass. And they go into the next room. Um, and this is, I forget. I think I missed how they got split up. I must have been looking away or something. Um, but they got they get split up somehow and start going down these two different paths. There's it says safe and not safe. So yeah, and okay. two of them are like dibs on not safe, right? Um, so they're walking down these hallways, and they both I think both groups eventually get to the end, and there are these three coffins against the wall. And that was just the one group. I thought they both went through those. Mm -mm. Okay. It Um, was Harper, Evan, and the one dressed as a flapper. Right. Oh God, I forgot about her. Yeah. Either Mallory or Angela. She's, she's she's the other one. (laughs) Yeah. She's not in the movie long. So, um, uh, uh, okay. So they get split up and, I don't want to give away these gimmicks because 
That's just I couldn't think of another word. <laughs> um, I don't I don't want to give them away because it's 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 kind of part of the part of the movie is seeing how these gags work. It's true. Um, yeah, so they get split up and they eventually reunite and like as they kind of go further and further into this ha- into this haunt, they start realizing, hey, this shit's for real. These people are actually trying to kill us. Um, and you know, we've got various characters, um, that are in this, you know, that run this haunt. Um, we've got the clown out front, um, got the witch, the ghost, who actually doesn't even really pop up till closer to the end. Right. Or did they see him before that? Um, a little more than halfway, I would say. Oh yeah. It's when Nathan's walking down that, in that room with all the people with sheets, over their heads or over their bodies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So the clown, the ghost, the witch, the devil, uh, the devil, um, zombie, zombie. And then there, there's also, Oh, a a vampire. Oh yeah. And I guess the grim reaper death. Um, and, uh, all these characters are kind of working against our, are a group of heroes, for lack of a better word, <laughs> are a group of victims, um, to uh, kill them in the most adventurous way possible. Yeah. So it's um, all it's all a big game to them. Yeah. And you know, ninety nine percent of the movie takes place in this haunt. There's a bit of an epilogue, um, not so much an epilogue, but there's about five to ten minutes, maybe. Um, of stuff after they leave the haunt. So um, I don't think there are any... I didn't stick around for any stingers, did you? I moved the tracker thing ahead, and I, I didn't see anything. Nothing? Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, thought it was really damn good, actually. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting much, but this this held up pretty well. Um the whole haunt in, in itself, like granted, that's something I'd ever want to go to um, because I don't want to be murdered, but um, it was exciting. And even though I'm watching it, like not actually there, um, the, the, the scares and, and the, the rooms themselves were still really uh, tense um, and almost made me feel as if I was there. Um because I didn't really know what was going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got tension. It's got gore. It's got spooky masks. It's got fighting and fencing and romance. I don't know about romance. But it's, <laughs> it's got flirting. It's got white people flirting. Yeah, sure does. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Saw. Like some, there's kind of like some, some gags that are similar to the traps and saw. Yeah, this um, reminded me of saw and a little bit of Hellfest. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see a little bit of Hellfest. And, and then what was the other extreme haunt movie? Trick. I haven't seen Trick. We've seen that was the one we watched on the show. Nope. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I don't remember ever doing a movie called Trick. Extremity. That was one we did on the show. Was that what I'm thinking of? Probably. That was a, that was an extreme hot movie. 
I got a little bit of that from this. I'm trying to look it up. Yes. Sorry. Yep. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I got a lot of the same thing from that um, or from this that I get from that. This was, this was like if Extremity was better. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, everybody did really well. Um, you know, they, they played their parts well. You know, Harper was the kind of um, survivor girl. In it, in essence, and you know, um, her backstory seemed a little unnecessary to me with her dad. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, they didn't really like explain her character in any way, other than that that's why she was with an abusive boyfriend. Uh, I mean, I I could see its merits in adding to the story, but I don't think the story would have suffered without it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess it didn't really endear the character anymore to me. Not so much. Like, I feel like I would have felt the same about her regardless of that. Yeah. Yeah. I I could have taken it or or left it. It would have been pretty much the same movie to me either way. Um, and in that respect, yeah, it's like you could have just taken it out and made the movie a little shorter, but at the same time, I don't think it hurt anything having it in there. Yeah. I'm not saying it hurt anything. I just felt it was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, no. Uh, the movie's only an hour and twenty five minutes. So I don't know how much shorter you want to make it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Harper played the the uh, the damsel in distress turned survivor girl pretty well. Um, Nathan, you know, played the 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 studly hero type pretty well. Evan was great as a comic relief. Um, One thing though, I, I will say, like once the the shit starts like going down, the comedy's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're still getting these little quips while they're like trying to fend for their lives, mm-hmm. which a lot of movies do and it kind of bugs me. Yeah, but like the true reveal of of what's actually going on is kind of staggered. Um, you know, it starts out with only a few people really knowing what's going on. Uh and Evan's kind of the one that comes late to the party, so to speak. Um like there's this one part where you know they they had been split up and uh, it's Harper and Evan that are together and they walk into this like graveyard scene and this the zombie comes out with a chainsaw um, and you know as a lot of haunt actors do is getting up in their faces and Evan just wasn't having it and so he pushed him away he said get out of my personal space respect um, my safe space bro <laughs> that's right um. And the zombie just kind of stopped and stared at him. And like one of the rules was don't touch the actors as you expect in a haunt. Um, And so they're walking away and he's like, I shouldn't have pushed him on. And she's like, no. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, her friends, uh, Bailey has a little more of a presence, I guess, but Angela and Mallory, they're kind of throwaway characters. They, I mean, they weren't bad. I mean, they didn't, it's like they were bad actresses. Um, you know, the characters weren't completely unnecessary, but I felt like when, when they were gone, they I didn't really miss them. I mean, they served their purpose as cannon fodder. Pretty much. And that's kind of what most of the cast is, ultimately. Um, that's somewhat of a spoiler, I guess. 
but um no it, it was it was a lot of fun it was exciting um and you know with when when you have seen as many horror movies as we have it's it's important to keep things a little fresh um and you know even though we don't have have much of an interest in like going to an extreme haunt um i feel like that's good um material to use in a horror film especially like a halloween themed one um so yeah i i I enjoyed this quite a bit me too um i was definitely surprised when they took the masks off too yeah i don't i wish i could talk about that that's it's a little bit of a a spoiler well i mean it's not like a spoiler to the story just it's kind of something you should see for yourself yeah it's a surprise you don't want to give away um but Anyway, I mean, th- this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but basically the people that you think are going to survive do. So that's a little bit of a, you know, I, I feel like they could have made a little more of a twist ending. Yeah. Um, I think that would have amplified the story a little bit. Um, and, you know, so actually something I wanted to mention when we were talking about Candy Corn was that pretty much all the characters that get killed off in that, like you don't give a shit about them because they're assholes, right? <laughs> and this, like, they're all you know decent people. You know, they're not. They're no. There's nobody there that you really see as like being, um, you know, or de- deserving of of what they get. Yeah, they're all pretty endearing characters. Yeah, so it's like it's a little more of a of an effect when they actually do get killed in these brutal ways. Um, so that kind of adds another layer to it. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if Scott Beck and Brian Woods have actually directed anything before. I haven't, I didn't look it up, but um, if this is what they can do with horror movies, then I'd say you know, bring it on. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, they they made uh, a quiet place, so clearly they can write a story. So wait, so did they write it and then Halpert? Because didn't Halpert rewrite it? Um, I think he may have like yeah, re- rewritten it to an extent off their script. I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they can if they can do this again, then I would say you know, bring it on because yeah, take the chains off. Let's let them go. Fucking a. Uh, like I said, this is a Shutter exclusive, so or not. It's not like ex- I said, it's not it was wrong. <laughs> it is available on Shutter. It is a Shutter film, um, or Shutter presents or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um. Shutter production. See, I mean, I could swear that it is called like a Shutter exclusive, even though it's not necessarily exclusive. Isn't that like kind of their terminology? It might be. I don't know. Whatever. Not important. Um, but it is available on like Google Play and iTunes and Amazon. I think it's like five or six bucks mm. but i mean for five bucks you can get a month of shutter so fucking hey again if you don't have shutter what are you even doing just fucking figure it out that's what i said i said figure it out pull your finger out of your ass dude vacation guys seriously was one long running letter kenny joke and <laughs> david like no not even letter david letterman it was norm mcdonald doing labor <laughs> david letterman just for a week, we did the fucking same fucking jokes over and over. And we laughed every time because we're idiots. We are idiots. <laughs> hey, Taylor. 
Are you enjoying your shrimp? Hey, hey Tony. You got any gum? You got any gum? Hey, he's just, he's hey. Nice <laughs> Let me move this doll of meat. <laughs> ah! Okay. Anyway, so, um... I could easily see myself returning to this one. Maybe not necessarily every year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would be a regular. Like for me, like a, a regular Halloween movie has to be like. I mean, honestly, most of them for me are cartoons. Fair enough. <laughs> like I, I watch Donald Duck's Trick or Treat. I watch Garfield's Halloween because Garfield's Halloween is fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we, I, were we at? Disneyland, or I think we were standing in the Haunted Mansion line and we were arguing over what was better, uh, Garfield's Halloween or, um, fucking Great Pumpkin. Great Pumpkin. No, that was at, uh, when we were watching Halloween. That's what it was because they were uh, showing Great Pumpkin before they started the movie. Yeah. Anyway, hot take Garfield's Halloween's better. You're, you're fucking dumb. You're wrong. But I mean, like, I mean, you got to watch Halloween every year, obviously. I, I don't. That's, well, you should. <laughs> Normal people do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, they're more kind of fun, a little like jokingly, more, a little more jovial. This is, this is a very serious movie. Like, you do have the comic relief. Like I said, once the shit goes down, the comedy kind of just goes away. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's heavy to watch every year. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, my go tos every year are Trick or Treat and Hocus focus that's more my wife's but i enjoy it as well um something i try to watch every year but you usually forget is the legend of sleepy hollow from mm. disney um anyway we're, uh yeah i really like this movie i thought everybody did a great job from all angles um there was some repeat scenes and some repeat material that i've seen before but at this point, it's like, how's that? How, how can you avoid that? Um, I think I'll give this a eight. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> one thing that, like, the, the middle of the movie is very much kind of just like, here's a thing. And then here's a thing, and then here's a thing, without really like a progression. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I I guess, yeah. Again, kind of like the Saw movies where it's just like, now this person is in a trap. Now this person is in a trap. And now this person is in a trap. Sure. Which, you know, like, the individual scenes are cool, but it doesn't really progress the story anyway. It's, It's a small gripe, but it's a gripe nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go to an A2. Okay. I wasn't sure where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if I had to complain about something, like I said, you know, there were some scenes I'd seen in other movies before. Um, and while the cast did a pretty good job, um, some of the dialogue was a little clunky. Um, and some of the minor plot points, like basically getting from point A to point B, those are a little iffy. They could have been workshopped a little more, I think. Yeah. But all in all, yeah. Pretty solid movie, and um, yeah, I mean, like again, it's on Shutter, so why would I not watch this all the time? <laughs> sure. 
So that's going to do it, guys. Um, and uh, with that, we're wrapping up Octoberama. So this was a long, long Octoberama. You know, we try to record two episodes at a time um, just so we don't have to record three weekends in a row. Yeah, being on vacation kind of threw that all out of whack. Yeah. We just, why didn't we record? Uh, and that just wasn't going to happen. No. Besides, we got to get the good production value with the uh, Halloween episode. True. Um. Anyway, so we're going to be back. In a week. Oh, no. <laughs> But we're going to be back on our normal schedule with episode 150-something? 144. Oh, I'm ahead of the game. Episode 144, wherein we'll be watching... Uh, The Banana Splits movie and maybe Color Out of Space? Mm, Yes. So we may call an audible on that one, depending on whether or not we can actually watch Color Out of Space. We have to watch a different banana movie. Sure. (laughs) Um... But, uh, yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy yourselves. Hope you get lots of tricks and lots of treats. No, lots of treats and no tricks. You don't want tricks. Tricks are fun. They can be fun. Tricks are for kids. And they're delicious. <laughs> Remember when we were kids and tricks were little balls and then they changed them to the fruit shape? I didn't know they changed them. You don't remember them being balls? I remember them being balls. I don't remember them changing them. Oh, yeah. This is like back in like the early 90s. No. I don't really eat cereal. I don't really anymore, but but they, yeah, they changed them to fruit shapes, and they were that way for fuck like decades. Um, and then they switched them back like a year or two ago, maybe maybe a little longer, back to ball shaped. And all these little kids, kids being basically anybody that's like five years younger, five years younger or more than us, uh, are like, oh, I can't believe they're changing all the or. I can't believe they're changing tricks back to or to into balls. You know, I remember when they were fruit shaped. It's like, bitch, I remember when they were ball shaped before they were fruit shaped. How about that? I'll show you my ball shapes. <laughs> Don't show your ball shapes to children. Anyway, I hope you guys have a happy Halloween. Um, we have to go so we can get ready to party. Yep, it's our annual Halloween shindig tonight. Mm-hmm. There is going to be, according to my sister, almost 30 people there. Oh, really? So this is going to be a crowded party. <laughs> did, um, you, uh, did you print those things I sent you? Not yet. Okay. But I, you're going to. I mean, that's my plan. I don't know if I have ink in my printer. Oh. Does your sister have a printer? Uh, maybe. All right. We'll have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll figure something out. Okay, guys, so we'll see you again next week. Until then, Taylor, where can they find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com, as well as wherever you listen to your podcast, as long as it's not Spotify. Leave us a rating and review. Send us an email. Tell us that you did. We will send you some free things. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Grave Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And if you want to contribute to the show monetarily in exchange for exclusive content, including live streams of Octoberama, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. And of course, check out graveplotfilmfest.com for our annual short horror film festival 
yeah, do do all of that. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Till next time, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Happy Halloween. Thank you.